0: Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Oh shoot, so oh, shoot. Get in a little bit higher. With the pristine arctic I'm getting good. Oh, Get in a little bit better. I'm climbing to the top. Never gonna stop I'm So today I am talking with Abigail Renee, who is, um, you know, CEO, girl boss of (laughs) Abigail Renee Photography. Um, So she is um, chatting with us today. And Abby, you can just go ahead and just introduce yourself um, to everyone who's listening.
1: Sure. I'm so, well, first of all, Cassidy, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I know when you emailed me, I was like shocked. And I always have trouble with that. Like when people are like, oh, I'd love to have you do this. I love you how to do that. I'm like, me? like I'm kind of, I mean, I'm honored. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so I am a photographer based in Connecticut, um, Groton, Connecticut, and I photograph primarily couples, weddings, elopements, um, and I am a full-time photographer, so I love my little cat in the background. Um, (laughs) I shoot every single day, so full-time, usually five to six shoots a week, so I know that a lot of our questions are going to be geared towards, like, full-time travel photography, everything like that, so I'm super excited to cover that. Um, So I've been doing photography for about, I always have trouble answering this question because you know how, like, you picked up your camera when you started and then you like started your business. So I'm like, how many years? But I would say like five or six um years total. And then like as a professional about three years. Um is really when it started to like kickstart and I got like, you know, my business license, LLC, you know, all that fun stuff. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I moved to Connecticut about three years ago from Indiana and that's sort of where my business like kick-started and that's kind of like where I say that it started for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that's it about my introduction. I'm trying to think
0: <laughs> other of the world, I would say. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, So I guess like kind of take us back to like six years ago when you first picked up a camera, like kind of like where did it all begin and like why? And you know, all of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. So it's funny because when I started or when I really noticed that I loved photography, it wasn't even a camera that I used. I had an iPod touch like fourth generation or something like that. I don't even remember. And I remember that I would take stuff out onto my deck um, on my backyard, back home in like Indiana or wherever. And I would put like, like a bottle of soda or, you know what I mean? Something like that. And just like, I would point my eye, like my little iPod at it. And I loved how I could like, focus on the subject and then the background would be like blurry you know like bokeh I was like I love that that is so cool (laughs) so that's like where it started that like little I don't know that whole like oh I can focus on a subject and make it look cool and like edit and I I wish I had those photos still of my little like bottle of soda so I could see kind of like my editing from then um but that's kind of where it kickstarted and where I like was like oh this whole taking pictures thing is fun and then from there it went to like me taking little iPod pictures of like my friends in the woods I still have those photos actually so oh my gosh <laughs> I still have those they'll come up on my Facebook occasionally and I'm like oh boy
0: <laughs> yeah you're like delete delete <laughs>
1: Oh, how do I get rid of these? Um, and then I would do, you know, I, I would take my dad's camera because he had like this really old, he still has it, some old Canon EOS something. And I would take that and go out and do photos of my friends with that. So that was like my little upgrade. Um, and I would take it to like summer camps and just do photos of friends. And I like loved the joy of also like delivering those photos, even though I wasn't like paid for them or anything. I just loved giving it to my friends and then having them share it. And I was like, this is fun. Like, this is fun. (laughs) Um, and you know, I went to, um, as I got older, I like bought a camera and I ended up going to college and I didn't want to go to college for photography, which sounds weird, but I just was like, I don't want to pay for like college to do photography. If I go, I want to do like nursing. So I went for nursing and then ended up, You know, my husband ended up moving to Connecticut, and I was, like, faced with this decision of, like, stay here, go to college, you know, stay in Indiana, or move to Connecticut and maybe go to college there, or just, like, give this whole photography thing a try, so I ended up moving like, I don't want to say dropped out of college, I finished off the year, so I didn't drop out, but I kind of did, <laughs> moved to Connecticut, and that's where it, like, started, started, that's, like, my starting point of, like, the professional side of it, Um. so I guess it all started with that little iPod touch, that was, like, my starting point of photography, which every time I think about it, I'm, like, that's just so crazy to me, that that right. little, that little bokeh, that I got from this little iPod Touch was like what well, was like wow that's cool you know what I mean I was like that's yeah cool.
0: and honestly props to props to Apple for having like an iPod Touch that could make bokeh because that's like insane <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I love and I just loved it and I just thought it was so cool and then I realized because I would do like nature photography and I realized that's not really something I'm good at even when I do my travel photography now I kind of still have trouble I'm like how do I you know, cause it never looks how I see it. And it really bothers me. Cause I'll like, yeah. see the whole like background and I'm like, it doesn't look how it looks when I see it. But for some reason, when I get like a couple there or like a subject, I'm like, wow, I can make this look, you know what I mean? Like I make it look how I see it. So it's interesting. I, yeah. I tried with like the whole nature photography and I couldn't do it. But then when I got a subject in front of there, that's when I was like, Oh, I love this. I love telling
0: people what to do yes honestly I I feel the same way with nature it's like I try so hard but it just doesn't capture like how breathtaking certain views are and stuff but with my couples like I feel like I'm able to capture that better and I guess that just means we're called to couples and not necessarily nature
1: the background I feel like more beautiful just in general just by having someone there like if they're laughing you're like wow I feel something from this um and I know there's like obviously better lenses so I might just have the wrong lens for like nature photography we'll figure that out (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like oh I just loved having my friends like in front of my camera and just being able to be like look this way do this I mean I don't do that anymore but like hand on the hip I just I absolutely loved it so I think that's where it all really started so. totally,
0: so you said that you moved from Indiana to Connecticut, and that's when you um I guess just like went for it with photography full time. How was that like starting process of like kickstarting the business because I know a lot of people like struggle with that the most,
1: because I will always have you know people you know photographers that I talk to or just people in general they'll be like, How did you start because it's it's hard because a lot of people are faced with that decision of like leave, do I leave my full-time job and just give this a go? Or do I like do full-time or not full-time do my job and then also do photography and like split up the two. And I I wish I had advice for that because I was, it was more so like I was faced with that decision of like move and then, you know, just go for it. Cause I, I've never had like a full-time job. I always worked seasonal jobs. So I was like a lifeguard. I worked at a ski slope. Um, and then I worked at Amazon fun fact. So if your package ever arrived broken, it was probably me. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I only worked like seasonal jobs. Right. So when I moved to Connecticut, it was like, it was like, okay, do you want to try to go to college out here, which college out here is expensive. Or it was like, Well, more expensive than where I was from. (laughs) Um, Or it was like, do you want to just do this photography thing? Because with the military, like he obviously always had like money coming in. Right. So my husband's military. I should probably say that. (laughs) Um, So he always had money coming in. So for me, it was it wasn't hard to be like, let's just give this photography thing a try because I never had to like quit a job. Right. Um, So for me, the process. You know, I always got asked, like, were you ever scared about not having like money coming in or like not booking shoots? And for me, I never thought about it. It was just like this is what I want to do. So I'm gonna make it work. And that's kind of cheesy, but like for me, you know what I mean? It was like, this is what I want to do. And I never had a doubt in my mind that I couldn't do it. And that just it sounds like not real. Cause there were days where I was like, oh, I feel like my work isn't good. Like we have days like that. But for me, it was never like I can't do this. Do you know what I mean? Um so the whole process, I just feel like I have the worst memory, but I just feel like I never had like a doubt in my mind. I was like, I'm going to do this photography thing um, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so when I moved here, it was like a you know process of like, just got to get my name out there because I didn't know anyone. I didn't have family, friends. I just had my husband and he hates photos, so I couldn't photograph him. <laughs> so yeah, just that whole like kickstart of just like, we're going to do it and we're going to make it happen. And then I, I don't know if I ever thought it would be what it is today where I'm like, you know, shooting all the time to the point where I'm exhausted, but <laughs> we're I'm still grateful, super excited to be here. So. So, um, a little bit, this is a little off topic, but I follow you
0: on Instagram and a lot of your Instagram, like, I feel like is Gary. Like I know you Yeah, I know Gary, because like, that is like, I feel like almost like a part of like your online presence. So just tell me, tell me about Gary.
1: (laughs) I'd love to tell you about Gary. Oh my goodness. I, well, first of all, I literally love that people just like know who he is because I always tell like photographers that I mentor, um, it's so good to like show, you know, there's like a healthy point where it's like showing your personal life. You don't want to show too much, but you want to show enough. That people know who you are. So I absolutely love when people know who Gary is, because that means what I'm doing is like getting, I guess, like across. Do you know what I mean? Here, come here. Do you want to be in the? Oh, Okay. <laughs> he just went in his little kennel right there. Um, but I absolutely love Gary. So he's a cat for those who are listening who don't know. Um, he we adopted him, I guess about three years ago from Westerly, Rhode Island. There's a shelter there um, called Stand Up for Animals. And it's funny because we were actually looking for a dog. So when we went into the shelter, we were looking at dogs and like, we just didn't see one that we, they were all adorable, but we just didn't see one that we were like, Oh, like, I feel like he would be, or she would be a good fit for us. Um, and we were like, all right, let's just go look at the cats. Like I I love cats. I just wanted a dog. Right. I was like, I want a dog. I want a Husky or something. <laughs> um, and we walked over to the cat room and we were like, you know, just like scrolling, looking along, looking at all the cats. And Gary was like sleeping in like this corner, just like looking all cute and majestic, just like sleeping there. <laughs> and I remember my husband was the first one that saw him. He was like, he's cute. Let's, you know, you you know how you can take the cat into a room and just like play with them. We did that and we just like loved, loved, loved him. And it's funny because his nickname at the shelter was Curious George. It wasn't really his nickname. I guess it was his name. I just feel like Gary is his name now. But (laughs) so when we adopted him, we didn't really think about the fact that like he had that name for a reason. Like it wasn't just Curious George. It was because he is the most like curious, rambunctious, like little ball of fluff. Like he loves to get into stuff. He loves to just be with you all the time. Like I'll have 10 people over and he'll be like in the room. Cause you know how cats are usually like, off to the side like I don't want to see you I don't want to hang out with you he's like let's hang out what are we doing today yeah (laughs) man um and he like loves walks you can kind of see him right there he looks creepy though (laughs) a little creepy (laughs) um but no I just love that people know him and I I constantly put him on my stories like you said and it's just like I just love, it sounds weird, but I just love the love that he gets because it's something, cause he's so special to me, you know, he's like my child. So when people are like, how's Gary doing? I'll have my brides email me. Um, and they'll be like, how's Gary? Like <laughs> he's not even asking how I'm doing. They're like, how's Gary? I'm like, oh, he's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he is my big online presence. People call him like the mascot for Abigail Renee photography. So
0: Yes. I was just about to say, he's your mascot. That's no, crazy. he's And
1: he's just so like, cause I, you know, he's like my kid. Um, and I, I mean, I hate leaving him when I leave for shoots. I'm like, I love you. Bye. Have a good day. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you got like a dog in the f- version of a cat, you know?
1: Yeah. And you know how like dogs, you go to the bathroom or something and they'll come with you and you're like, can I have some privacy please? Gary is the same exact way. He's like, what are we doing? he loves to go on walks. I mean, he's just I can't even describe it, but he's he's pretty much a dog. I don't know.
0: <laughs> love it. I I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um kind of what I wanted to talk about for like a majority of this episode is like travel photography and just like booking and stuff. So, um I feel like you just do a lot of traveling for your business, which it's great. Like, that's awesome. So um, I wanted to just spend some time talking about that. So um, maybe you could just start by telling us like where you've traveled for photography, because I feel like that's such a cool flex. And I love it.
1: No, I literally I mean, I'm always so excited to talk about it, because travel photography in my business was it's one of those things that it's like, I personally would say it's one of the hardest things to get into in photography, because how do you find someone you know, on the other side of the United States that like would love for you to travel and take pictures when they could just find someone in their area. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things that I love to talk about because it's, it's hard to get into, I won't lie. And I'm still like slowly pushing myself into travel photography and it takes so much time, but it's so worth it. Um, but yeah, so a few places that I've traveled or a few favorites, which is pretty much all of them. So I'll try to list all of them. <laughs> um So last year in August, I went to Yosemite National Park, um, which is in California. Um, So that was definitely a favorite. If you've never seen pictures, I highly suggest looking it up, but it's so beautiful. Um, Insane cliffs. I believe the cliffs, don't get me wrong, or don't quote me on this, but I believe they're like 3000 feet or something. So pretty tall, definitely the tallest I've stood on the edge of. So (laughs) um, I did an elopement out there. I guess technically I had two um, elopements. So one of them was uh, on Taft Point, which is like, I think the highest, one of the highest cliff points there. Um, Super easy hike too. So I recommend looking it up if you ever go. (laughs) Um, I've been to Utah. I was near like Salt Lake City. Um, a favorite of mine, which I think, I don't know if anything will ever beat this is Alaska. So I went to Anchorage. Um, I had an engagement session out there, which is kind of crazy to me. Cause usually when someone books you for a wedding, I feel like that's more common to like travel for, but like when it's just an engagement session, I thought that was so cool that I got to go all the way to Alaska. And for me, like in Connecticut, Alaska is all the way across the United States, like up near Canada, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah that was definitely a favorite and I guess upcoming travel, I'll be heading to Vegas, um, in October. So that'll be cool just for a really short elopement. I think I'll be there less than two days. So it's going to be a very short trip, but I'm still excited. Um, I'm trying to think, I just feel like I went to Montana. So that's another one. I've had a lot of travel this year that I feel like my brain can't <laughs> remember all of the stuff. Right. That. You're like,
0: I'm just so well-traveled. I I just can't.
1: <laughs> no, it's literally like, I just have the worst memory. People be like, oh, what'd you eat yesterday? I'm like, I really, an apple maybe? I don't really know. <laughs> um, and I guess the other one that came to my head was I went to Los Angeles um, for an elopement as well. It was pretty cool. I mean, we were in um. John Lennon's old home and like the hills or whatever. So that was cool. That was definitely an experience. We had to take, um, just so people know, you can like rent, it's like an Airbnb. You can rent John Lennon's like home for like a week or something if you wanted. <laughs> we had to take like a little Amtrak, like cart thing up to his house because it's like a steep, you know, it's like on the edge of a cliff. Really scary, but still really cool. Um, so that was super fun. So I, I absolutely love traveling. It definitely takes a lot out of you and it's, it's exhausting. A lot of the times I'll return home from like a trip and I have trouble like getting back into the flow of business because I'm still like high on the trip. Um, but I absolutely love it. I, I think it's such a beautiful thing to do for your photography business and it's a lot of work to get into, but once you get into it, it's like, I can't believe that I'm doing this, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like almost surreal. That's awesome. So how did you like get into travel photography then? Because, you know, you've booked all these different places. Kind of how did that start?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's such a good question. And it's such like a broad question too. So I might have a lot to go with this. Um, <laughs> but one of the biggest things, and I feel like this is something that like sounds obvious, but like it's not On at the same time. Um, it's just like talking about it because I always say, people aren't gonna know that you travel for photography unless you talk about it, right? Because um, it's the same thing with like posting what you wanna attract. Um, I always tell people like if you're just posting families and you wanna start booking elopements, why would someone eloping in Yosemite come over to your page and be like, oh, she probably does that, you know what I mean? Um, So it's the same thing with travel photography if you want to get into it, you have to like introduce that word into your business. Um, So when I was like really trying to get into like elopements in general, um, not even just travel, but this applies to travel too. I literally put a tab on my website for elopements. So as you hit like the menu, it's like one of those first few tabs that you see so that you know, oh, she does that. I didn't even know she did that. Um, You know, something like that. So with travel... I think it's so important to just put it anywhere and everywhere that you can. So make stories about like travel bucket lists. Cause that's something that I started to do. Um, you know, just places that I wanted to go to. It's funny. Cause Alaska wasn't even on there. I never really think about Alaska until you go and you're like, Oh, that's a place. <laughs> it's probably the same thing with Connecticut. People are like, where is that? Um, so That wasn't even on my list, but it's so cool that I was able to go out there. Um, So I feel like travel bucket lists are so important. And just talking on your stories, talking in your, you know, Instagram captions. If you can't tell, I'm veering everything to Instagram because that's where I usually am at. (laughs) Um, And just like introducing it to your business. That was like my first step because until I got that first travel session or travel elopement or travel wedding, I feel like it didn't really... um, it wasn't really there until I started to talk about it. So I believe I introduced it to my business like two years ago, maybe three. And I ended up booking like a travel wedding in Tennessee. And I think the cool thing, and this is what I always like to tell people, the cool thing about travel photography is it's not necessarily always going to be someone who's like in another state. A lot of the times, if you start talking about it, your clients from right in your area could be like, Hey, we're heading out to Yosemite. We're heading out to Colorado. Do you want to come with us? Do you know what I mean? So I think that that's also important to think in your head is it's like, not necessarily is it always going to be someone who is like out West? Well, for me, cause I'm on the East coast, it's not going to be someone always out West. They could also be in your area, literally like 20 minutes from your house. And they could be like, let's go out to Yosemite together. Um, so both of the couples that I had when I talked about the elopement that I did, um, in Yosemite national park, both of them were actually from the area where I am. So like one of them was in Rhode Island cause I'm right on the border of, uh, the Connecticut Rhode Island line. And then the other one was in Massachusetts, which is also like super close to me. So I thought that was cool because I feel like in our heads, we're like, oh, I have to like reach this broad audience of people, which like, it's definitely great. Definitely try to like grow your business to like reach people outside of your state, but also you can find people like that right at home where you are. Um, and I think that's good to remember, especially if you're like just starting your business and you're like really trying and you're like, I don't even have that reach yet. You still do. (laughs) Um, it just might take a minute, you know what I mean? So that's one of the biggest things that I did. Um, and I think the second one, I guess the second one that I would say was I booked a couple trips just for fun, which I know it's hard because like, you have to, um, you know, save up for a trip and do something like that. And I did a couple things where I, you know, when I went to Montana, it was for fun. I went out there with some friends, um, other photographer friends. And I just feel like that's a great way to just kind of start um, because you are able to get like that travel look onto your you know, your Instagram or your business. And I think it's a good way to just like showcase what it is that you want to do. And then it it falls into that whole, like what you post is what you want to book and what you'll attract. Um, So I think that that's also cool. Is like just travel for fun. Like if you enjoy it, you don't necessarily have someone that you have to have book you. And one thing you could do is try to book shoots while you're out there. Um, and of course money plays a big role in it. So I know it can be difficult, like finance wise, like I can't travel all the time. I wish I could, <laughs> um, But yeah, I I think the biggest thing, and this is just what I would tell to everyone listening is just, um, talk about it, you know, put it in your bio. And I'm, I'm pretty sure almost every photographer has something in there, like love to travel down to travel, which is so good. And just know that it takes time. Um, and you never know like what relationships can lead to travel photography in the future, which I think is also so important because that Alaska, um, engagement session that I did, they, it's such a confusing story. So I had photographed their friends from college, um, in Connecticut. Cause, um, the couple, like her boyfriend was also military. So they were here and I literally did their photos for free. And then after doing their photos for free, they like were, you know, we love you. We're so happy. We got to shoot with you. Do you want to do our wedding in Tennessee? So then I went to Tennessee, did their wedding, their friends in Alaska saw it and were like, Oh, I want her to come out to me. So you know what I mean? You just never know what can lead to like what. So I think it's important to realize that it just, it'll take time. Um, but if you keep working towards it and you keep just talking about it and I don't want to say pushing it because you never want to like, you know, go too hard, <laughs> but just like continually talking about your passion for it. You're going to have that one shoot or that one destination, um, wedding or something that books you that's going to like kickstart, you know, the whole travel photography spiel, whatever <laughs> Yeah, but you really have to work for it. I wish it was super easy to, to do, but it's a lot of work.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that helps too, is just like having everything kind of ready on the back end too. So like you were saying, like having something on your website that talks about travel or locations or anything like that, but also um, like if someone comes to you and says like, hey, I want to fly you to California, how much do you charge? Like actually knowing like how much you are going to charge for those things. Um, that's something just important to think about right off the back The back back end. No, that's not what I'm trying to say, but like right, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, so something that I started doing in my pricing guide was, um, I just included a section for out of state travel. So, um, if I send my pricing guide to anyone, they're going to see in-state travel, out of state travel. And then I also have like a, some bigger packages too, because it's like, people don't know what they want until they see it in front of them. And you know, they don't know that you offer it. So, you know, it's that mindset of just like advertising it, showcasing it.
1: No, it's the same thing with like, in general, like not even travel, just like, and I think I mentioned this earlier, like just doing couples in general, it's like, if you're constantly posting, um, you know, like I have nothing against family photography. So anyone listening, I swear I don't, but this is just always how I gear my business. Cause it's <laughs> like, that's just something that I don't do. Um, but it's like, if I were just posting families, then it would be really hard for me to book couples, but it's almost like people know that I do couples photography. Like they know they'll come to my page. They're like, that's what she does. I'm going to hire her for that. So I think that that's, you know, the same thing with travel. It's like, oh, she travels. I know she does that. So I would, you know, love to hire her for that. And I mean, you don't have to be traveling all the time to be like a travel photographer, unless you want to be like a full-time travel couple photographer. Um, and I just think it's so cool. I feel like you just need that one shoot that like, lands you and then that's where it sort of like takes off slow and steady
0: <laughs> yes mm-hmm.
1: and obviously it's hard with COVID too like with traveling because a lot of people you know we're still not comfortable doing it which is totally fine um so that's also a big factor right now too because I know I'll have a lot of people asking me like how do I get into it and it's like it's a little hard right now <laughs> Yeah. but it's still doable in the future so
0: yeah totally so um as far as like traveling and like, I guess, pricing yourself, how do you figure out pricing with like flights and renting a car? Do you charge them for it? Do you just do like a flat rate? Like what's the deal?
1: Yeah. So it's, it really depends because I will have, um, so in new England, which is like the Connecticut area, which I know you're from New York, which I know isn't, that isn't in new England, right? Isn't that like a thing I said it one time and someone's like, no, that's not new England.
0: Yeah. So I'm like I'm from Michigan, but I lived in New York for like five years. But I I think it is technically New England.
1: That's what I thought, but someone was like, no, yeah. and I'm like, "I don't know."
0: <laughs> I'm I'm not offended. It's fine. Continue.
1: But yeah, so like you know, all the states here are so close together. So like I drive an hour, you know, north, and I can be in Massachusetts or in New York or in you know New York City even, um, and then Boston. Like all these, everything's just so close together. Rhode Island, and for me travel I just kind of base it off of like what it is that I'm traveling for and maybe like if it's something that I've always wanted to do I might even discount a little bit um because I found that that's just sort of the travel in and of itself is such an experience that like sometimes I don't want to charge like this crazy amount because I'm like I would just love to go like I just love to be there I would be happy to you know it'd be like a vacation And then also I would just be happy to be a part of, you know, something. So, um, I can't believe I forgot to mention this one, but I was in Hawaii, like last March.
0: (laughs) Oh, casual.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. But that was like a trip that I did for fun with friends. And then we, we did a shoot out there. Um, I recommend flying to Hawaii in March because flights are very cheap Just you know, in March, Um, (laughs) everybody write it down, but I, you know, I started to, Oh my god, where was I going with that?
0: We were (laughs) talking talking about pricing, like pricing itself.
1: Yeah, to sort of charge like what I wanted to charge per the shoot. Um, so for example, I would if I go to New York City, I did like a ice cream elopement. They literally eloped at like an ice cream shop. It was so cute. And I was super excited to go. So I think I charged like a hundred dollars just for travel, just because for me, it's like a two hour drive, more like three hours with New York city traffic. But, um, you know, so I did something like that a hundred dollars. And then if it was like something like, across the United States, of course, I would charge, like, you know, I have to have airfare covered, um, just because that can get really expensive. So that's definitely something I recommend always having covered. So typically what I would tell my, uh, clients inquiring about like a travel elopement or shoot is like, if you cover airfare, um, if you cover Airbnb or hotel, And then, you know, either they could get me a rental or like just pick up drop off from the airport. Like I'm super chill. I don't really need like a car. Um, I'm also under 25. So there's like those fees that are, like (laughs) you know, I don't want them to have to pay for that because the fees for being under 25 are ridiculous. So, um, you know, as long as that's covered, then from there, I sort of will charge maybe like an editing fee. Um, I like to call it that I'd rather charge like a fee for just like my editing process rather than you know, like a regular session fee because I, it can get expensive to fly someone out to travel for you and I love doing it. So I don't mind kind of like just discounting, you know what I mean, like a little bit. Um, so it's I sort of base it off of like you cover all the like, you know, the travel, the airfare, everything like that. And then from there, I'll quote them a price. Um, so it can be anywhere from like 500 to like more um, for like the editing portion. So, um, I think it's important to just kind of like figure out, cause I know you said you charge like a flat rate. Like this is, you know, everything's covered under this. Is that what you were saying? I think, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good idea because a lot of people like to just know exactly what it is they have to pay. Um, so I love that method too. Um, so I think it's good to just kind of figure out what you think would work best for you and go off of that. So for me, it's like you cover this, 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 I'll total it up for you. And then I'll send you like the price. Um, And then in terms of booking, obviously there's like a contract and then I make sure that they pay whatever the flight is. So I get that booked. Cause I feel like that's that first thing you want to have booked is the flight because obviously the price is going to go like up and down and up and down. Um, so that's sort of like where I started. It's like, you get that flight booked and that means I'm like locked in and then we'll figure out the rest as time goes on. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. Um, I, I've done honestly both. I've done a flat rate. It's nice to just kind of like give them a price and then like, I can kind of figure out like if I want to uh, get a really, really cheap flight on spirit. Like that's on me and I can save a little bit of money. So, um, yeah, I think both ways kind of work. Um, yeah, you, you kind of help the couple understand what they're paying for when you break it down though. Um, so yeah, totally just your preference. I don't know. It's just whatever.
1: I, and I love the idea. Cause I I've honestly thought about switching that to like the whole, just like, this is what, you know, total um, you know, flat rate thing. Um, I think that's a really great way to do it because I feel like some people, they just want to know like what the total is and they're like, just tell me. And I think that's good because it's just like laid out. You're like, this will cover everything. Um, this is all you have to worry about pain. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's a really nice idea too. And I I might try it out because you never know it might be like better for me, or you know what I mean? So I feel like photography in general is just trial trial and error. You know, you never know like if something's going to work better than something else and you kind of just have to figure it out <laughs> as you go along. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Something that I have learned is um, booking things for yourself and not um, letting the couple book the things for you um, for like a couple reasons. The first being that the couple just has like a lot on their plate right now. So you don't want to like stress them out, but also like sometimes like they just won't get the most like ideal or like They like comfortable thing like I've been booked like a very dingy motel room in the past, which I I just I have this thing about like where I sleep where I'm like, I just I need to feel like just a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. So, um, that's just one thing that I felt like has been helpful for me. is just like booking even like my own flights. Like I don't want to have to like wake up at 3am to drive to the airport. Like I would rather wake up maybe around like a, and then have like a 10am flight. So those are just, you know, good little mental notes.
1: Just book it yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so good. That's such a good thing. I I'm especially the same way that with like flights. Um, for me, I just don't want to like fly with like, uh, what's like, I think I flew Allegiant one time, never again. (laughs) I'm so sorry if anyone listening is booked with Allegiant. It just didn't work for me. So I always like try to fly like Delta or like American Airlines. That's like my two safety, like those are the ones that I'll fly. So I like that too. I think that's such a good thing to mention because you just... And obviously you don't want to pick like the most expensive, like hotel or Airbnb or something, but like, you definitely want to make sure that you like pick, you know, like look for a good rate for your couple and then something that you're comfortable with. So,
0: right. Yeah. And, and I tell, like, I tell my couples, like, I'll like, this is probably the price range that my flight and hotel will be within, but like, yeah. So then I'm not like, you know, giving them the super low price expectation. that ends up being like $500. Like, Yeah. So let's kind of switch gears here and talk about booking because I've also noticed, um, Abby, that on your Instagram, you are freaking booked for like, <laughs> like the next six months, right?
1: What month is it? I don't even know. It's freaking June.
0: June. Yeah.
1: June. We're near the end of June. So yeah, I'm fully booked until mid November. Um, so it's a little it doesn't even seem real to me. It's so cheesy. I'm so sorry. But like, for me, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on and I'm so grateful, so excited. Um so busy.
0: <laughs> Honestly. So when you say fully booked, like what does that look like? Like kind of like explain like how you figured out that fully booked schedule. You know what I mean? It's
1: hard. Um you know, I'll see posts like this all the time where it's like um fully booked looks so different for everyone. Um cuz you know, I'll know photographers maybe who fully booked for them is like the weekends, which is great. Like you have to find like what, what's your fully booked. Right. Um, so for me, I'm an overworker. I post about that a lot of my stories. It's like when I'm like, I hate the word hustler, but I'm like a hustler. Like I constantly am doing something. Um, and I have days, you know, where it all can get to me where I get like a little overwhelmed. And then the majority of the days I'm like on top of it. So (laughs) It depends on the day, but yeah. So fully booked for me is typically three to five shoots on weekdays. So like Monday, Friday, I'll have like three to, did I say three to five, three to four.
0: Okay. I was going to say five girl, you're crazy.
1: <laughs> and it's it's funny. Cause it like, it really depends on the week or like, um I'll get into it, but like the week before or something, but So, three to four shoots on weekdays, so Monday to Friday, and then weekends. I try to actually only do one or two. Um, I try to stick to one actually, because with my husband's work schedule, he really only gets the weekends off. So, the only time, not the only time I see him, but the only time we have like a day for us to like hang out and do something is on the weekend. So I'm really fortunate that I'm able to find people who are willing to work on like weekdays with me um, so that I can spend some time with my husband on the weekend. But for example, so since I do travel a lot, let's say that I am driving to um, New Hampshire or something, or upstate New York, or you know what I mean? Somewhere that's like I can drive to, but it's a lot and it's exhausting, like Vermont or something. Um, I will take less shoots that week. So for me, I try to find like this balance of like, oh, I know that I have to travel for this elopement. Let's maybe give myself like three days off instead of two or something. So um, it really depends on the week. And some weeks I will end up having a shoot every single day with like a wedding on the weekend. And that's just because I either had to move a shoot around or like a couple of weeks prior, we got rained out and I had to put them in. Um, Cause I know a lot of fears that I have, or a lot, a lot of fears that my couples have is they'll be like, Oh my God, it's supposed to rain. Now we have to reschedule. Can I not get in until December now? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I leave like days open, you know, in the event that we get rained out. So some weeks I am definitely doing the most, um, you know, like a lot of driving and then just like shooting every day. But For me, I guess the whole fully booked thing is like, if I have at least three to five shoots total in the week, that's like my fully booked, um, which is crazy. It's a lot. And it, like I said, it can be a lot sometimes, but like, it's so fun. And I'm so grateful that like every day I like either, you know, get to take the day off and relax at home and just do emails, or I get to go out and like shoot, you know, a couple or something. So,
0: right. (laughs)
1: the hardest part is definitely just the travel because I, um, drive at least an hour or no total two hours a day. So an hour there, an hour back, and then more than likely it's usually more than that. So (laughs) that's the hardest part, but yeah. So shooting for me is pretty much every day, which I think It's important to mention that that might not be for like, you know, someone listening, maybe they're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to do like two shoots a week. So you kind of just have to find your balance. Um, And I think one thing that's important, which you never want to let yourself get to this point, because this ended up happening to me where I think it was last fall. Or maybe the fall before that. I don't know. All the years are like blending together <laughs> because of COVID. Um, but either last year or the year before that, I ended up taking too many shoots and too many weddings. And when you get to that point where you're like, I I literally don't want to do this anymore, that's when you know you've like reached your, you know, your breaking point. Um, so if for some reason you're like me and you're like, oh, I can take a shoot this day, or I can take a shoot this day go forward in your schedule and what i want you to do is like x out session days where you're like i'm not taking a session this day and that really helps if you're like a overbook person like me yeah <laughs> so just, balance
0: yeah it's really just smart for work life balance for your own like mental sanity um yeah so with your like you were saying you x out days and stuff what does your like organization look like because i'm sure with you being that busy like Like I know I have like maybe 60 clients and girl, that stresses me out. Like I like trying to keep track of all, all that's going on is a lot of work. So like kind of what is your little system that you figured out for this?
1: Yeah. So It's funny because you know how you have like a system, and you're like, if I tell people this, they're gonna be like, "Wow, she's actually how is she organized right now?" You know what I mean? Because like it's one of those things where like when your room's a mess, you know where stuff is, but like someone comes in there and they're like, "What?"
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Um, They're like, "What are you doing right now?" But so yeah, my my system is kind of like I guess I do everything in like chunks. Do you know what I mean? So. People um, will be like, oh, you should respond to emails within like three hours or you know what I mean? Something like that. And I, for me, I can't do that. Um, I don't have time every three hours to like get back to an email. I wish I did. Um, So I have to do everything in like portions. So I will set a time, uh, set a time, set aside time to do something. So let's say emails, right? I'm gonna go through emails tomorrow. What I would do is be like, all right, tomorrow around, I'm not really that specific with timing, but I'd be like, oh, tomorrow around when I'm eating lunch, I'm just going to do emails. And I find for me that that's the best way I can get stuff done. Um, I just can't like if I get a DM in, I can't just go straight to it and do it because I'm doing something else. So for my whole like balance aspect, that was the best way for me to handle everything. Because I feel like if I were to try to just respond to something right when it came in or like edit a gallery as soon as I could, it's like, I just can't (laughs) with everything that I got going on. Um, So for me, I think it's just, it's just easiest to set aside that time and just know like this is editing time and just not focus on anything else. So when I'm editing, I could be editing for three to five hours, um, like that chunk of time. And I won't, I'll look at my phone occasionally, maybe like if, you know, my husband texts me or someone texts me or a client for that night is like trying to ask me a question, I'll respond to it, but I won't like do anything else because that's what I'm focused on at the time. So I guess it's just all doing it in um, portions,
0: Yeah.
1: how I keep up with it and with weddings, it's definitely making it a little harder. Every time wedding season picks up, I'm like, whoa, now we're like really set back. (laughs) Um, so that's the hardest part for sure. And I just want to mention that, like, I still do have days where I just feel like I'm like, I am so behind right now. I can't even focus on anything. And I think it's important, which it sounds weird, but just like try not to do anything at that time and let yourself like focus for a minute or like an hour and then get back into it because it can become a lot. (laughs) And my turnaround time definitely is a lot slower than I would like it to be. Um, But you want to, you want to still be able to deliver the best product to your clients. So I think that taking that extra time and just letting your clients know and communicating with them it it's okay like i don't think your client would ever be mad at you cuz if if they see that you're busy and you're constantly doing stuff i feel like and if they're your like ideal client i think they understand that like you're not just like not doing the work that you should be doing they know that you're like you're just doing the best that you can
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely like a lot of my like work habits too are like batch work like you said like sitting down and in- dedicating three hours to editing and like putting your phone on do not disturb um and really focusing in I think that like I work the best that way um yeah I'm a little different with emails like I I do try to respond to emails as soon as possible but I do find that if I'm editing and then I jump over to an email real quick and respond to it I go back to editing and I'm like wait like what was I doing? Yeah. So I, I do understand how like batch work would almost be like more beneficial. And that's something that I'm, I should probably try. Um, but yeah, it,
1: I think it's so, it's so different for everybody too. It's that's one of the things it's hard. Cause it's like, when you start your photography business, it's almost easy to want to be like, not just with editing, but just want to like, not do what everyone else is doing, but almost you're like, what do you do? If I do that? will I do, you know what I mean? Um, So it's always like you, I feel like it also depends on your brain. Cause you know how some people have to like, um, and I'm one of those people who have to like make a list of what you're trying to do that day. Some people are like, Oh, I already know what I have to do that day. And I don't need to write it down. So it's like, how does your brain work? And then just kind of go with that.
0: So I guess like for anyone that's listening and they're like a little bit newer or still struggling to book clients, what advice would you give them for like booking clients, finding clients?
1: Yeah, no, this is, that's such a good question because I have thought about it a lot because it's something that I'll often get asked, like, not just in mentor sessions, but just like random people on DM or something will ask you that question. And I'm like, how do I even answer that? Because there's so much that goes into like starting your business and then booking clients. Um, but I definitely have it like fresh in my mind. Cause when I moved to Connecticut, it was like, all right, we got to like get our name out there and get clients. <laughs> right. Um, so I found, and this is like my biggest, I guess, piece of advice is focus on like more than just like posting to Instagram, but like making it like I want to say a book, which sounds kind of cheesy, but I I know that like with Instagram, it's so easy to be like, Oh, this is somewhere I'm just going to dump some photos. And then I'm just going to go about my day. Like I posted, I'm done, whatever. And I feel like Cassidy, you're so good at this too. It's like, you want to make sure that Instagram is like more than just like this, this place that you put some photos, leave, you make it like a book about your life and about your business and about like who you are as a person. And then just like, putting that passion throughout like every post that you share and like everything that you do. Right. Um, so when I moved to Connecticut, what I did was I had like this rule of like, I'm going to take Instagram more seriously, more seriously, more serious. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. more. Yeah, You're going to take it. I, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to take this like seriously. And I'm going to like, not just like, you know, post a photo and be like, okay, bye. And when I did that, I noticed what happened was just from like showing my face more and showing a little bit about my life. like, you know, like I said with Gary, like you knew who he was. And the only way you would have known that is from like all the work that I put into like my personal life. Um, I found that like I started to attract those clients that like vibed well with me, like who I am as a person. Um, And for me, I'm into like the, you know, couple that's like so down to just like, it's so cheesy, but you know, that's like down to be adventurous and just like do all this fun stuff and like, um, you know, get into the water at their shoot. or, you know what I mean? Something like that, where it's not just the traditional like pose and like, um, which there's nothing wrong with that type of photography. But for me, it was like, I want like, I hate the word, but like the messy, like, you know what I mean? Just like yes. that type of couple was like what I was so interested in. And when I started to like showcase who I am as a person and like post sessions more seriously with like those captions that really like draw people in where they're like, oh, wow, I love the story that she's telling behind these photos. It helped me to like get those clients that like started to come to me. And I found myself not having to do as much work like searching and they started to like find who I was. Um, So I guess my biggest piece of advice would definitely be start to share those sessions that you want to be booking, whether you do like a free shoot, like a model call, um, or you like do a shoot where it's paid and like, you know what I mean? Just showcase those shoots that you were like, I would love to book something like that again, or, Oh, I loved them. They were so great. And really, really focus your Instagram towards, um, your ideal clients. And my biggest, I love captions. If you can't tell from like all my posts on Instagram, but I'm really big into like having like a little story with it. And I think Cassie, I've noticed that you do that too, actually. So I guess we're both like we love that, right? <laughs> but yeah. I think that, like people like they click with you more when they're like she did more than just show up and shoot the session. She left. Well, there was a lot of she's in there. She left and like remembered stuff about this couple, and she took time out of her day to like. You know what I mean? Like form this caption so it's personable to the couple and that can like draw people to you and draw potential clients to you. Um so I had this one session. I was actually thinking about it the other day, because I don't know if Cassidy, you have ever had this, but have you had that like one session that was like your breakthrough session where you feel like you kind of feel like, okay, that's kind of where it picked up or you know what yes. I mean? Like you're uh-huh. like Well, I was thinking about that the other day because I had this, it was a model call session, which I think is cool because it was something that i wanted to do and i did it for free and it kind of like kickstarted this whole like this is how i want my business to go um and it was like an outdoor shower session the couple had like you know swimsuits on and it was just like steamy <laughs> you know what i mean like it was like it was like that session that you're like wow <laughs> um and i feel like after that was my turning point to where people realized that i wasn't just like this photographer that did like engagement. i was this photographer that would like literally trek through mud for your pictures. Right. Or I would literally stand in the shower with you for pictures. (laughs) Right. Um, I feel like you just have to like really take Instagram seriously. And I know Cassidy, you said this before, but like the whole going on your stories, like every day, which can seem like a lot, and then finding like a consistent posting schedule and just doing all this so that your clients start to like, see your work just so important and that's really what i started to do was just like show who i am more as a person and then just like take all of it seriously because it's such like an important app and it's literally free so it's like why wouldn't you right um i guess the other thing that i did and i know i mentioned this before was like model calls were really great for like starting to book clients because. I don't like to view those as free work, right? It is free work, (laughs) but I don't like to view it like that because I feel like that's a great way. Um, for example, let's say when I first moved here the only sessions that I was booking and there's nothing wrong with this, but for me, it wasn't where I wanted my business to go. Um, I was doing like a lot of like newborn family, um, cake smash, which like, those are all great sessions. But for me, I was like, this isn't what I want to do. I don't want to do this. So what I started to do was I would do model calls and I would go out and I would go to the beach with like a couple, or I would like, uh, go to like an outdoor shower and like, just do that. And just started to formulate my feed so that it was like couple, 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 couple. Um, and that was just a great way to kickstart my whole entire business. Because what happened was, those models that I had modeled for me would share my pictures, their friends would see them, their friends would be like, Oh, you did photos for so and so I'd love to do some with my boyfriend, or I'd love to do some with my girlfriend. And it just all led into like what it is today. And then from there, it's like people know that I do couples, like if they email me, you know, they have to ask if I do family sessions, they don't just know that I do them. So (laughs) I think that that's really cool. And I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is Instagram is like, the game changer for elopement, couple photographers. So
0: yeah, it it really is. I feel like um, a lot of just what I learned from what you're saying is just like creating that content for your ideal client. So for you, your ideal client was more authentic, um, a little bit more adventurous. So you went out and, you know, maybe you weren't booking that stuff at the time. So you went and just did it yourself. Like, I feel like, yeah, that's, that's kind of the difference between someone who like, wants to grow their business and someone who's just kind of like lukewarm is like, if you're not booking it, like just go out and do it. Um, and that, that's what I learned recently with like, um, you know, styled shoots or just content days or anything like that. Like you could really just make, like make your own content, like just go and do it. Like we're content creators. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, and I, I feel like model calls are so beneficial because, um, there are certain like obviously we all know this, but there's like certain outfits and like certain stuff that works best, like with your editing style, or even just in general with photos. And when you do a model call, what you can do is like form that session, the outfits, the location, the timing to fit exactly what you want to do as a photographer. Um, And it's, it's funny because my clients will tell me that what they wore to the session they wore based off of what they saw my other couples wearing. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you want to make sure you're posting like what it is that you want to be photographing. Um, And just, and it sounds bad because I don't want it to be like, oh, don't post like um, certain shoots if it, you know what I mean? Because that's not what I'm saying, but it's just like, if you want to do couples, you've got to get couples up there and if you want to do families, you have to have families up there and just know like it takes time. Um, Cause I was looking back, I have my schedule. I have like paper schedules. I'm like a paper planner type of person. And I have my planners from like 2018 or I guess I moved here in 2018. So 2019 or something. And I looked back at like my winter schedule um, for then. And I saw that I had like one shoot a week or like even just two shoots a month. It was something like that I don't have now. And I thought that was so crazy because at the time I thought I was doing great, which like you are doing great. If you have shoots booked, whether it's one or if it's 90, you're still doing a great job. Um, and looking back to then to how I am now, where like, I'll still have like four to seven shoots in the winter is crazy. And it took time. Like it took a year, it took two years. So I always like to tell people that, like, if you're like, I feel like I'm not booking clients, um, that's okay, because it just means that like, you just have to get a little more like put a little more into Instagram, um, dedicate a little more time to this and just know that once you book one, that's going to lead to another one. And then it just goes up and up from there. So I wish it was so fast, though. I And I know it's different for everybody, right? Because I'll, you know, you'll see someone and you'll be like, oh, they just started and they're already booking clients. And it's one of those things where like, it's different for everyone. But if you hustle, it like pays off in the end, you know? It's yeah. Yeah. Just- the process <laughs> it
0: is it is such a process I, building your business is like truly it it takes time um I feel like a lot of my clients that I've booked and stuff like are from word of mouth and like client referrals and I think that process of like building up those good reviews and good experiences like truly like it takes time like the, You can't like fast forward that process of like having a good reputation. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. So, um, yeah, I 100% retweet, retweet everything you just said.
1: That. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's funny because like, I feel like you, like I said, you get that breakthrough session where it's like, you get, you know what I mean? You get like a bunch of word of mouth clients from it. And not even that shower session, because that was kind of just where I felt like it kicked off. But I remember I had this one shoot that was like, I mean, I was still shooting on like my crop sensor camera, which nothing against that. Like, I loved that camera. Um, But that's how early it was in my like photography career and I I posted those photos and the client posted those photos and she tagged me in the caption I swear that just goes a whole nother level when they tag you in the caption um and it was like that moment where like I got a couple you know four or five emails from it and I I didn't book four of them or five of them I booked like three but I feel like for me I was like okay now I know exactly like how to do this it's like I give my clients their photos, I like give them a good experience and then they rave about me to their friends. And that's what's beautiful about the whole like word of mouth because mm. not that you don't have to do work because you do. <laughs> um, but if you give your clients a good experience, which I feel like is good to talk about too, it's not just Instagram, but if you give them a good experience where they share your photos and like rave about you, that's like, ugh, that goes above and beyond anything you can do with Instagram, I think. So. Yeah.
0: And I I feel like if you can take good photos. That's the first step. But then even like go above and beyond that and like be really personable, like genuinely care about them. Like that's something that like, that's just a personality trait, you know, like just genuinely wanting to get to know them. Um, and then just like, you know, being very kind, even like timely with email responses, timely with delivering their photos, all of those things are going to contribute to someone leaving you a good review. So.
1: And I'm all for like, on top of the client experience, I love sending like, a, you don't have to send like a lot extra photos, but I love to just give them more than I promised them. Because I feel like, not that you have to do it. I don't want to tell anyone they need to do that to get like a good experience, but I feel like people are like, it makes them feel good. Cause they're like, wow, she only promised us like 30 photos and we're out here. I won't lie. I've given like 80 to a hundred. I'm sure we're we're probably the same that way, but, um, you know what I mean? To just show them that it was like, wow, I had so much fun with you guys. I couldn't even narrow down like how many I loved. I just love, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I client experience is a whole nother topic, but it's so important to just like go above and beyond, you know, if they're like, I know I've had clients who are like, um, something like, Oh, I'm super insecure about this or, Oh, this and this, or, Oh, I feel like I, I won't look at in photos or, Oh, I feel like I don't photograph well. And then showing them how beautifully they can be photographed. That's just like another, you know, a whole nother world of like something that's so important to this business. So (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. Girl, you are you
0: are just. I'm like praise hands over here, just like listening to all of your
1: awesome. all of your wisdom, taking I, don't know. I go on such like a rant sometimes. I'm like, how long has it been? Ten minutes. I know. Like, how long have I been talking right now? It's all good.
0: We we love to hear it. So, um, I feel like this is like a good kind of like way to wrap up the episode, um, because we literally have covered. So much good stuff. Like I, I probably will listen back after this and like go and like, be like, have you said this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, if you real quick, just want to tell everyone like where they can find you, follow you and kind of like what's happening next too. Cause I like to hear like, what are you doing big in your biz?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess since I talked about Instagram this whole time, I'll, sh- I'll shout myself out there. Um, so my Instagram is Abigail Renee photography. Renee is like R E N E E. Um, I'm assuming people know how to spell Abigail.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I can link it in the description okay, too.
1: Cool. It'll be in the description. Um, what is, was Your other question was about what I'm doing next. Um, I guess in, I guess the next travel that I have is the Vegas, Las Vegas one that I talked about. Um, Aside from that, it's just busy summer wedding season right now. Um, So Mm -hmm. a lot of weddings coming up and I guess my most recent one I have is an elopement coming up in New Hampshire, which I'm super excited about. So You know, just busy season life. I can't even, I don't even know what I have coming up. I take it week by week. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this was great. Was there anything else that you asked with that or did I get it?
0: (laughs) No, no, that was it, girl. You covered it all. Perfect. Cool. Well, it was so great talking with you. Um, Yeah, thanks for coming on.
1: Expose my
0: mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shutters. Capture the moment, keep my sanity Wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Getting a little bit higher With every step I take I'm getting good Getting a little bit better Bye.